our journeys are not linear. They are not perfect, symmetrical. They are filled with plot twists, filled with the, the ditches and the gravel dirt roads, not just the paved highways, but the ditch and the gravel road and the scenic view that you wouldn't have had if life had worked out perfectly, give you the wisdom and the strength and the character to accomplish those things you want to accomplish. Welcome to the Called Forth Podcast. This is the place where we help ambitious women of faith to activate and break through the belief structures holding them back. I'm your host, Dawn Town, author of the book, Hashtag More Than Done, speaker, wife, and mama four. I'm going to show you how to go from stuck to called forth while connecting to the full expression of who God has made you to be and make this season your season in your life and your business. I believe God has called you forth from the very beginning, and this is your season of awakening and activation. In this episode, we are going to be covering what to do when life unfolds different than how you had planned. For me, I experienced this firsthand was when I was 17. I had grown up in a Christian home, went to church all my life, was in church several times a week between youth group, children's ministry, like junior Bible quiz, Bible quiz, all of the things was in a loving Christian home. But at the age of 17, after not being allowed to date or talk to guys on the phone until I was 16, convinced my parents to let me talk to this guy on the phone who I eventually convinced them to allow me to date my very first and only boyfriend. At the age of 17, I found out that I was pregnant. And as you can imagine, being pregnant at 17 was a plot twist for me. It wasn't a plot twist for God. He knew all along how my life would unfold. But for 17-year-old me, it was definitely a shock. I can honestly say I was so excited about the prospect of being a mom because I knew I always wanted to be one. I did certainly didn't set out or try for that being the thing that happens at 17, but I always knew I wanted to be a mom. This just happened sooner than what I anticipated. Now, I kind of had mixed emotions about being a wife because we had had a really rocky relationship, my boyfriend and I, who fast forward, who became my husband and still is my husband. But definitely in those early days, it was like a whirlwind. And while I won't get into, you know, my entire life story, I share that fact that I was a 17-year-old, soon-to-be mom, who then became a 17-year-old wife. I got married at 17, a month shy of my 18th birthday. It definitely was not what I had planned. You know, I had wanted to go to New York and be a model and go to NYU and study abroad in Paris for a semester and then eventually climb the corporate ladder. Like I had all of these like iconic visions when you grow up in a small town of moving to New York and having this amazing life. Now I can say, I didn't know how I was going to afford any of that. Cause you know, I grew up, we did not have a lot of money, but that was the dream, right? When you're 17, you're not always concerned with exactly how it's going to happen. You just know you're dreaming about what you want. And so for me, I had to learn how to reconcile between the life I thought I was going to live to the life that had unfolded for me. And that led into really, I would say like a five year battle with depression where it brought to the surface 
some really unhealthy thinking that I had established or developed, this reconciliation, this wrestling with God, how do I, as a new wife, a new mom, completely broke, barely making ends meet, how am I still going to get to New York? How am I still going to achieve the dreams on my heart? Because I was a very ambitious person. I knew I wanted big things, but now I felt like I felt so lost. I just didn't know how to make it happen. And when you are in a situation in life where you feel very stuck, it can be really hard to, when you don't have the mindset strategies and you don't understand or know about personal development, which at that time I didn't, it can feel very difficult to find hope in what looks like a very hopeless situation. For me, all I could see was our bank account that was constantly dipping into the negative. All I could see was the struggles I had with my new husband who was struggling himself to learn how to grow up and become a man and and how to become a good husband. I was struggling with being seven states away from the only state I had ever lived in with no car, no you know, no way to get out of the house other than on the mercy of the church family that we had started to attend. And it was just a real struggle emotionally. And I went into this five-year depression where I just couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel. It was really hard. But I can tell you in that season when I didn't understand why life unfolded the way that it did, even though I knew God was good and God could help me, the fact that I was still struggling really began to solidify for me that God doesn't always answer prayers in our timeline or the way that we want. And I struggled to have faith. I struggled to understand, bring understanding to something that just wasn't being fixed in my life. Like doors weren't opening, opportunities weren't opening that I could see anyway. And there was just a lot of wrestling in that season of my life. And God began to reveal to me the lies that I was believing and living in. And those lies were things like, life's always going to be hard because of the choices that you've made. Um, you're 10 steps behind everybody else. It's going to take you forever to catch back up. There were just so many lies that I was really stuck in and were really holding me back from moving forward and seeing past my circumstances into what would eventually be. I couldn't even create vision for the future because I was so bogged down by my present circumstances. I was emotionally drained, didn't understand how to refuel in my mental health and my emotional health. And I was just surviving, just doing everything I could to pour into my son and be a good mom. Like that was my goal. But over time and through those five years of depression where I would pray and pray and pray for God to lift the cloud over my head and just like pull me out of this muddy pit. I felt like I was just in this thigh deep mud that no matter how hard I strained and struggled and what I tried to do, I couldn't get out of that depression. I even thought of it as like this spiritual pretzel I would go in where I was like, I would fast, I would pray for three hours, I would read my Bible the whole time my son would nap, he would take three hour naps in the afternoon, which I know I was very blessed with that. But I would take that time and I would just like cry out to God, I would pace the floor in my living room. I, I remember feeling like I created this like pathway in my living room with my feet by pacing back and forth from front to back, just praying, crying out to God asking him to take this depression from me and he wouldn't. And I just struggled in that place and space with him. 
But through time, through resources that I eventually came across, one of which was Battlefield of the Mind by Joyce Meyer, I really began to realize how important our thoughts are and how we need to take inventory and stock of them and take control over the real estate that is our mind and the thoughts that we allow to stay there and take up rent and space there. And there was a real journey for me of God healing some inner wounds in me and revealing and highlighting lies that I was living in that just were not allowing me to see past the pain that I was in. And I would love to sit here and say, you know, yeah, God, God healed me in an instant. He healed me in a day. You know, I only had to struggle with this for like a couple of months. No, it was five years. And then after that five years was over of depression, I still at times would feel like depression would try to dig its ugly claws in me and pull me back. But with the skills that I had been learning over time for what to do when these thoughts come at you, depression wouldn't beat me down for as long or as hard each time it would try to come back. And so I share this very first bout of when life unfolded different for me than I thought that it would, because I know for anyone who's listening, you have not had life go from point A to point B to point C in this beautiful, sequential, easy order. No, I am sure you've had your fair share of struggles and trials and difficult times, probably worse than I could ever imagine. And so I want to share with you from a place in a space of being your virtual best friend, maybe your virtual mentor, that if you're facing this experience of being devastated by life unfolding different than you thought that it would. I want you to give yourself permission to take that space to grieve what was, but then allow hope to build in you for what will be. Because I am telling you, whatever it is you thought you've lost, whatever you felt like there's been an exchange of God, this thing I had in my hands of what I wanted. Now I look at it and it's ashes. He will give you something that will replace those ashes with something far above what you could ask or imagine. His word says exceedingly and abundantly above what you could ask or imagine. And at the time, I thought I was giving up my dreams of going to New York. But what I got was this amazing, beautiful gift of a son who I adore and who in some ways really rescued me, gave me purpose, gave me something to live for that was bigger and better than just living for myself. He matured me, gave me strength, helped me to grow up and mature and have wisdom at a very early age. This experience that God gave me of being blessed to be a mom so young, I had so much energy. I was like 17 years old. So I had energy to be a mom. I ran around, I played with him. Um, You know, I, I was able to do the late nights and the early mornings and that didn't phase me. Because I had that the youthful energy for that. You know, I might not have always made the wisest choices in absolutely every situation, but as a mom, but he gave me something way better than ever than I ever gave up when I became pregnant at 17. And I wouldn't change that experience for anything. So I want to say to you in your heartache and your heartbreak over things not working out the way that you originally intended, I, I want to ask you to hold out your hands and ask God, what do you want to give me in place of my broken dreams? I give you my broken dreams. I give you the thought, the things that I thought that would be, I lay those at your feet. 
And I know I have faith. I trust you. I believe you, God, that you're going to give me something better in return. So when this podcast is over and you're done listening to it, or maybe you just want to pause it right now and ask God that question, I encourage you to do that. Give yourself the space and time to really hear what he has to say to you about that. Maybe open up a journal and start writing out your thoughts to God about how you feel about what's happened for you. You can put on some soaking music, some quiet music, music that allows you to just reflect, maybe sit in silence, whatever you do to get into that quiet place to be reflective with God and go to him with these questions, with these thoughts. And then I want to encourage you to have hope and faith as well, because God is a a big God. Whatever's happened to you, whatever devastation you faced or unexpected challenges or plot twists that have happened, none of this is a surprise to God. And he finds a way to weave everything into our story in a way that allows us to still live out a beautiful life. It doesn't mean it's not a hard life. It doesn't mean there's not challenges or that there's not still difficulty, but he gives you a beautiful life and he weaves in those plot twists. And in the moment, it's really hard to see that. And I know I've said this in previous episodes and I'll say it again because it's something that I have found to be so true for me. And I believe it is true for all of us. He finds a way to make us better on the other side of the struggle than we ever would have been had it not happened. Sometimes we think, you know, I wish we could have this bubble around us where we make all the right decisions. We do everything right. We don't make mistakes. We don't fail, but that's not life. We aren't growing up in a bubble as much as sometimes we want to. We're human. And as a child of God, shame and condemnation has no place in or over you. So if you have found yourself bound in shame, regret, frustration, or self-doubt and criticism. I'm just asking you today to leave those things at the feet of Jesus and not to constantly be spiritual and over-spiritualize everything. But when life unfolds different than we thought that it would, it does us no good to hold on to what could have been, would have been, and stay stuck living in the past thinking, oh, if I had done things right, if I had done things better, that's a mentality that's just going to keep you living in the pain of what you've experienced. But if you can fix your eyes on what's ahead and who you could be, what could happen, you open yourself up to really hear from God on what he says your future will look like. We don't want to have our hands so full of the past that we're not open to receiving the beautiful future that God has in front of us, even through the pain, even through the sorrow of it, our journeys are not linear. They are not perfect, symmetrical. They're filled with plot twists, filled with the, the ditches and the gravel dirt roads, not just the paved highways, but the ditch and the gravel road and the scenic view that you wouldn't have had if life had worked out perfectly give you the wisdom and the strength and the character to accomplish those things you want to accomplish. If you want to do big things in life, those reroutes and diverted journeys give you the perspective, the wisdom, the experience that you need to do the big things in life that you want to do. And while it's hard to see that in the moment, you have to grasp onto that and make it true for you. And what I mean by that is, 
rather than telling yourself this negative story about what's happened to you, you have to reframe the story in such a way that you say within yourself and to yourself, I'm better because of what happened to me. God is using these painful pieces of my story, the reroutes to my advantage for my good and my benefit. You have to declare that and determine in your heart that that is the case. Even if you don't feel it in the moment, you just get this gumption inside of you where you say, I no longer am going to be bound by a story or a version of my story that no longer serves me. I'm no longer going to be in the pit of despair, crying over something that I can't change. It's not that you don't give yourself space to grieve. I'm not saying to rush that process or anything. What I'm saying is when you get to the place where you are ready to take steps forward, you determine in yourself by faith with the strength of God that the plot twists don't define you, that they're not the end of your story. You determine and you declare and you speak life over what's happened as something that has shaped you for the better. And I think when you do that, you start to carve out that new space and that new territory that you want to occupy. If you think of the pioneers who came to the land that they eventually occupied and how undeveloped it was, they had to go in and develop that land that they wanted to occupy. Now, if they had walked into their new space, their new territory, and they were just still grieving the place that they left and they were just so focused on what they had left behind, they wouldn't have had the vision to carve out the new space or to develop the land where their feet were, the future that they were in. So in part of reconciling that place of where I've been, where I am now, the fact that life hasn't unfolded the way that you thought that it would, I want you to give space for new vision. That's what I want to encourage you to do right now is give space for new vision and to occupy that new territory of where you want to be. You can't change what's been, but you can learn from it and you can get excited for the future. So I want to wrap up this podcast today by offering you the encouragement to take some time to reflect on what I've shared today and what God is stirring on your heart. And then send me a DM, leave a comment. I would love to hear how God is stirring you and what he's working in your heart. That's all we've got for this episode of the Called Forth podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. Also make sure to link up with us at www.dontown.com. That's D-A-W-N-T-O-W-N-E.com. And on social media. And please just share. Share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. Until next time, remember, you have been called forth. Oh, 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 oh